Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is the best got B. It's season three, episode five. My name is Lou Catfield and I am joined by the man in the know at the Saddlers, Mr. Liam Keane. Liam, how are you doing? It's been a long time since I spoke to you via this podcast. Yes, I know why it's been a long time you spoke to me in general, really. You've been avoiding this podcast, you've been avoiding me. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to ask you why, really, and I think this is a perfect opportunity on air to ask you why you've, uh, you've bottled it. I just don't like you very much. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You don't come to the games. You, you, you've got a Shrewsbury love affair. You, you and Lewis are spending a lot of time together. Some would say a questionable amount of time together. <laughs> what, uh, what's hey, going I, on? I don't pick where I go. As contrary you to popular liar. belief. I, I have a boss. Uh, and Everyone who listens to this will be uh, aware who my boss is, Mr Nathan Judah. He's the man who, who picks the games I go to. Well, with a little bit of input when you beg him, oh, please, can I go to the Albion game? Please. <laughs> <laughs> please, Judah, can I have some more Albion? I mean, that is outlandish, his oh, claims. He's done him there, to be fair. Absolutely that done him. Absolute falsities being being shared by the, uh, by the best got beat. Oh, Massey, I'd rather spend more time with you, Massey, than the Warsaw Reporter. <laughs> that loser. Yeah, I know your game. You're getting brave, you are. I need, I need to, I need to put my foot down. I know, I know. A year and what? A year and three months into the Warsaw job, and I, yeah, the banter's fully flowing now. There's no, there's no holding me back. Oh, I mean, tell me about it. Uh, how's a uh, post-lockdown life treating you now that we're we're out of lockdown 2.0? Yeah, um, it's, it's not, it's not. I mean, it's better than lockdown, obviously, but it's not really <laughs> that much better because, for some very strange reason. I don't want to get too political on you, but for some very strange reason, Warwickshire is tier three. Um, I mean, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because what tier were you in before lockdown? Oh, oh good question there, Luke. We were in tier one. Um, so when it, tier one goes into lockdown... Oh my God, I swore then. <laughs> oh dear, you're going to have to beep that. You're going to have to um, beep that. I, oh, that is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I can't believe I got you to swear. That I'm was the first beat. time I've done it and I, I genuinely it just slipped out. I didn't, I, wasn't a, I didn't put that on, that just slipped. That's how annoyed uh, I am about it. I just couldn't believe that I... You really are going to have to beat that. I've got, I've got an image to uphold. Um, <laughs> I mean, your reputation is, is already... It, in the gutter, know, it's, it's right down there. I mean, I think people are going to be too offended. No, I'll put a, ble- I'll put a bleep in for you. Thank you. Uh, oh, I've given you more work to do now, though. At least it's in the first two minutes, so you know where it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, now I hope I've got these right. I hope I'm not spreading fake news, but I did have a look at the figures for Warwickshire, and I believe it was 238 cases per hundred thousand before the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, after the lockdown. It's gone down to 231. Not by much, obviously, but by seven. Yeah. Um, but yet we've gone from tier one to tier three. And, I mean, the tiers were meant to be getting harsher, so you'd expect that at the very maximum, tier two perhaps for us, if it was meant to be getting harsher, even though the figures went down. No, not the case. Um, Stratford-upon-Avon, who's a, which is a lovely town, only about 15-minute drive from, from here, from where I am in, in, in Warwick. Fun um, fact, I used to live there. Yeah, I remember you saying that before, actually, yes. It's, yeah. it's a nice place, isn't it? Um, I, th- I believe they've got one of the lowest rates in the country, yet because they're part of Warwickshire, they are tier three. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's, just, it's bonkers. I mean, the decision-making, questionable. Yes, to say the least. I, if I'm honest, I think it was just a bit of laziness. They just threw Warwickshire in with other 
areas close by West Midlands areas that are tier three. Uh, I don't actually know the figures for the other areas. I don't know whether that's just justified or not, but uh, I think it was just a bit of laziness, really. Just throw us in there with them and who cares? I mean, that's it, mate. Fingers crossed, though. Signs are, are, are kind of are pointing towards an eventual end. Um, and I know Walsall aren't fortunate enough to to kind of benefit from this, but how nice was it to see fans back in grounds again yeah. uh, yesterday? Yeah, obviously it would have been great to have it at the Bankses, but just in general, just seeing things online on Twitter, just seeing fans back uh, was brilliant. Uh, we, we obviously saw a few of the pilots. Warsaw were trying to get one of the pilots themselves mm-hmm. in late September, and it was all looked like it was going ahead, and then the rug got pulled from underneath our feet with the, the plans to bring fans back in October. So... Um, so yeah, it, it's just great to see him back. Um, again, questionable that, uh, for example, the whole of London is tier two, which means plenty of uh, plenty of clubs can get fans back there. Um, yeah. Bear in mind, you look at individual boroughs uh, that are particularly struggling. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't care about the politics when it comes to fans going back, as long as every club eventually can have it back. And and we are having a a review of the tiers, um, the tier system by sixteenth, uh, is it? Yes, yeah, sixteenth, yeah, which means that, you know, it could very well change. And with all the good news about vaccines at the moment, you'd hope that potentially Warsaw could get put into two. Um, it's all, all obviously circumstantial at the moment. Don't know, but if that's the case, it'd be brilliant, really, really good. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're not too far away. You'd imagine now it looks like it's going to be this season. And I think I said it on here at one point. It looked like this season wasn't going to happen at all for fans. So it's a it's a positive nonetheless. It certainly is. Um... Where do you stand on the whole? Because there's been a little bit of a debate sparked about you know fans backing grounds and does it does it give something of an unfair advantage? For me, I am very much in the camp of I I genuinely couldn't give a who 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 the who the fans are supporting. It's just nice to have them back there to create some sort of atmosphere. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, Walsall are going to have, which we'll discuss the actual game up, coming up um, on Saturday against Tranmere. There will there will be two thousand fans there, being Merseyside. Um, yeah. Obviously, there won't be any away fans, um, which obviously Walsall would like. But I think, and I'll ask Darrell about this tomorrow when we have our press conference as well, and uh, and we got James Clark as well, the captain, so asking the same thing. That I think that the players, regardless of what fans they are, will just be happy for a bit of atmosphere. Um, and you know he can he can spur you on having a few uh, scouse accents berating you for this that and the other. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, I think it would be I think it would be great regardless of the fact that it's not Walsall fans. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it's just it's it, like the soul gets ripped out of it, doesn't it, when their fans aren't there. And as much as I, I'm very fortunate to go to the games, and I really still enjoy the games. And and me and uh, some of the other guys covering Warsaw and the, and the media officers there are all on the ed- edges of our seat when <laughs> when, um, when chances are created or, or penalties etc there have been a lot of penalties this season but um, yeah, they have. I can't I can't deal with another penalty I'm fed up with them um, yeah we, we just want fans back as soon as and uh, hopefully it looks like it's going to happen but yeah looking forward to the game on Saturday with, with fans and although as far as I'm aware unless anything changes on December 16th it's going to be the only game this side of the new year that's uh, the only Warsaw game that they're involved in that are going to have any fans at all. Yeah, it's strange the way that's kind of fallen, isn't it? I mean, it's it's funny because I mean I've I've been lucky enough to I was at the pilot at Shrewsbury Town and I know I mentioned Shrewsbury Town and Warsaw podcast and I was I was at Shrewsbury Town yesterday when fans were in. Um, oh, of course you were. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Shrewsbury are there, whenever you know, if it's Albion, if it's not Albion, it's Shrewsbury. If it's not Shrewsbury, it's Albion. 
I mean, these are absolute Disgusting. claims. Disgusting. Um, You're not welcome. Gonna the banks, anyway. I'm not going to. I'm not going to rise to that. <laughs> I'm going to be the bigger man. Um, but it's funny because initially it's a re. Really, it, it's it's one of those little goosebump moments when you when the the teams come out and you hear the clapping. Mm. Uh, you quickly grow just used to it because it's just it's normalised. That's what we're used to. Um, but then there are little moments where there was like ironic cheers for a referee decision, and it just it warmed <laughs> my heart on a cold night. You love to see that, don't you? Yeah, because it's just like it's not something that you've you forget those little nuances, and I'm sure you'll experience it, Tranmere. Um and it will just it just it does bring a smile to your face, regardless of of what team, what set of supporters it is. Well, it's, it's what football's all about, isn't it? Football is a it's a working class game. It's for it's the it's the game for every every man up and down the country. That's, I'd say that man is in human. <laughs> it's everybody. Uh, everybody, yeah. I didn't mean that in a sexist way. Um, it's 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 just it's one of those. It, it's just a game that just it brings people together. It's a, 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 you just love it for that, and it, it's just funny as well. I mean, the fans are funny. The chance yeah. that people come out with are brilliant. Um, hopefully, back soon. And also, uh, it, it leads me on to mentioning this. It was quite funny last night in the game. Um, with fans back, hopefully it might stop. Um, members, uh, it's not members of the press is the wrong phrase. Members of the press box would be a better phrase. Yeah. Um, from screaming and shouting at the top of their voice during a game. Um, yeah. I don't know what you, how you, where you've experienced it. And to be fair, I've not really had it that often. But last night, in the, in the first half, and I think it stopped in the second half because I think he realised that a few of us around him were getting a bit annoyed. Um, what a member of the Stevenage press team, uh, I don't know who he was, but he was going absolutely bonkers every time the referee made a decision. And it, it it like blew my mind. I was like, we're not we're not we're not we're not watching Sunday League on the sidelines in the park. <laughs> what are you doing? He Liam Kinsella went in for a, a pretty hard tackle, but it looked like a relatively fair one to me. Um, yeah. uh, it, the ref gave it as a foul, but nothing more. Um, and he screamed at the top of his voice, ref, <laughs> <laughs> right behind us. I was like, what are you doing? And he did it a couple of times before that, and he actually made um, Paul Giovanni, the press officer at Walsall, he made he made him jump. He did it that loud. He scared him. <laughs> it was so funny. At the same time, it was really quite annoying. I actually looked up at him a couple of times, and I was I, I thought about saying something, but I thought I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, well, like, not only does it come across a bit unprofessional, it's different when there's like a goal goes in, or even like a last minute goal. There's a line. Yeah, the, you will like, find, like, Tom Heslop at Warsaw, he, plenty of times when there's been late goals or, like, James Clark, worldies last season, he has screamed and shouted when the goal has gone in, but that's different. It's when uh, there's no... And that was obviously fans around him. When, when there's no fans there, it's quiet. And there's a refereeing decision that it bears... It was in the middle of the park. It bears very little resemblance on the game. Um, <laughs> And and everyone can hear him at the top of his lungs. He, he had like a um, a snood over his face, and he was pulling it down to scream, and then pu- and then putting it back up again. I thought, what are you doing, man? It's... Covid restrictions be damned. <laughs> so strange. And then in the second half, he stopped. I think it's because he knew that we. Because I kept, I was looking over to Judah and like whispering to him, like, "Can you see this muppet up here screaming, <laughs> screaming and shouting?" I think he, I think he knew uh, that people were talking about him because it was very odd. 
Um, yeah, when that stops as well, if when fans are back and that stops, that'd be that'd be great. There is a line, as you say, there's a line between, like for example, last season when uh, Northampton at home, yeah, that last minute goal goes in, Walsall make a, a comeback from two 0 down. I, I mean, bear in mind there was fans there, so you couldn't hear me anyway. Um, but I sort of stood up half out of my chair and was like, yeah, and then sat down and started typing because it was a last minute goal. I had to change everything in my report. <laughs> yeah, but um. There is a line, and and then, and obviously, when last minute things happen or big moments happen, as football fans, we get excited, but not in the middle of a game that's like locked at nil nil in a tackle that doesn't really bear much resemblance on the game to be screaming arguing and ber- over throwing. Yeah, exactly, screaming and berating a referee. I was like, what are you doing? It was very strange. I mean, maybe maybe I'm being a killjoy. I don't know, but I just thought it was odd. Personally, I think it's all swings and roundabouts because you, you you you're you're up there singing. <laughs> I mean, I did. I was doing it a little bit last night, not during the game. After the game, like you know, they they play some good music at the banks. And I was sat there, you know, I have a little hunt myself, a little. A they little, they a little do, cheer. to be fair. I mean, pre-game. I mean, I don't know who's who, who the DJ is, who's who set up that playlist, but they're not bad. Well, I mean, there are. I thought. I mean, the, last night the, and you know what? I'm not really much of a pop sort of a uh, sort of guy, but when you know, if I listen to Radio One now and then, a new song comes on, you know, I'm bopping away in the car. Uh, the new Dua Lipa and Marley Cyrus, I don't know what the name of it's called, but the, the, the new song they brought out was on in the Banks after the game. You know, it's got a bit of a, it's got a bit of ring to it. I was sort of, you know, enjoying myself. Or Jude was there with his little fox mittens on. You know, <laughs> you know, it was quite, uh, it was quite, quite enjoyable. But yeah, no, I, uh, you, you said to me already, I've got a great voice. So, I mean, I mean, I've got yeah. a showcase, haven't I? Uh, it's, 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 it's the voice of an angel. Um, it's funny you bring up that, and we are going to get onto Warsaws and dedicated Warsaws. Chat. I've had a, I've had a couple interesting little things in the press box in terms of over the last couple of weeks. So similar to you, I've 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 experienced some, and admittedly it's a tough it's a tough one because it was a FA Cup game and Oxford City were playing, of course Shrewsbury Town, um, and um, bless them the Oxford City lads. It's a massive game for them, the FA Cup, isn't it? You know that it was probably one of the biggest games in the club's history when you think about it. Um, and I tell you what, their press team—he was—he was living and dying with every decision from the referee. <laughs> I mean, he was gesticulating; his arms were up. He was—I mean, genuinely more animated than 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 the Oxford City bench and managers team. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know what, mate? Fair play to you. Like, he wasn't shouting, but it was a—it was very much like a decision would go against him, and his arms were up. And um, I was like, fair play to you. You're keeping quiet at least. Uh, but but. The weirdest one was yesterday. I was um, at the game. Someone who was sat in front of me had his phone out watching Man United PSG. <laughs> I no looked over. Way. I thought he's got his phone out. Oh, he might be one of the Stato guys. You know, you, you, we've all seen them. They sit there. They, they. I mean, fans might not know them. They sit there. They record stats for like I don't know people like Opta. So when there's all, a corner, like betting corner. And stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. um. It's a, it's a it's it's a pretty common sight in a press box. So he pulls out his phone. I'm like, all oh, right, fair enough. He must be doing stats. Uh, on goes BT Sport. <laughs> <laughs> He's there getting getting animated <laughs> when when Fred gets a yellow card for a headbutt. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, there's a game going on in front of him. That is so funny. Uh, he wasn't a fan. It was he was someone who was in the press box. No, he was, was he was definitely just he was there to do a job. I yeah. think he was doing stats as well. 
Um, how is he meant to do it? Stats, I mean, you have to keep a pretty close eye on the game to keep an eye on the corners and the free kicks and the yellow cards. And everything. You, how can he be watching another game at the same time? I mean, he's just clearly a very good multitasker. Oh, um, At first, I thought you were going to say it was a Shrewsbury Town fan who got one of the 2,000 tickets to go to the game and then sat there watching Man United PSG. I did come across a Liverpool fan who'd somehow got a ticket. Oh, mm, I think he was a Liverpool and Shrewsbury Town fan. I was going to say, there's a lot of Liverpool you have that, don't you? When Shrewsbury, someone will support a lower league club and a Premier League club, won't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with it, but yeah. I mean, I did see someone the other day who was a... I mean, you're a Walsall and Wolves fan, so... I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! We don't, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't mention the W word around here, and you can decide which one, which one I mean. <laughs> don't, don't try and drop me in it because when I covered that W game, <laughs> Wolves game, uh, the the other week, I mean, there was a few people not very happy with me. Oh, no. I said, I said the other week, it was like the other month. Uh, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with you. I'm not happy with you. You know what? Legend of the podcast and legend of Twitter, Lee Reynolds. Yeah. I'm sure Lee won't mind me mentioning this. Um, he actually unfollowed me for a period of time. Did he? Um, he Lee would tweet me pretty regularly. Um, he always gave a lot of questions to the podcast, which were always appreciated. Um, and then, yeah, he, he was rather unhappy that I was covering the Wolves game. Bear in mind that it wasn't really my decision. I, <laughs> uh, Joe, well, this is this is hilarious. Joe Edwards was on the holiday. Apparently, it's my choice which games I go to. No, 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 no. You can't. No, you can't drop me in like that. I, I, I was asked if I could cover because Joe was, uh, Joe was off on holiday. In and, fairness, you were. I, re- I remember. Yeah. I remember the decision being made. And uh, yeah, and and Lee stopped tweeting me. Only tweeted me twice after the. It's funny how I remember all this. You, you, I, you know, I rely so much on Lee Reynolds contacting me. This, this is how much it played on my mind. Uh, he only tweeted <laughs> me twice when I was at Warsaw Games of the following two games to say, uh, are you sure there's not a Wolves game on today? Trying to take the uh, take the mickey in. <laughs> um, and then I only noticed about a few weeks after that that he'd unfollowed me because I think he'd replied to Vital on Twitter. And so I clicked onto his account and realised that he'd unfollowed me. I, I didn't have a clue. But since then, he's followed me back. He's been tweeting me back about Warsaw-related stuff since then, and I'm glad to have Lee back on board because uh, bridges, bridges have been rebuilt. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, if Lee's listening to this, I hope the the bridges are are rebuilt, as you say. He's uh, he's a legend of the podcast. He hasn't given us any questions today, but he maybe he, he, we didn't leave much time for the tweet, so he may have been uh, he may have been busy. But um, yes, you know, I'm just glad to have him back on board. I can sleep well again. That's it. Sleepless nights, a, a thing of the past for Liam Keane. Right. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Walsall. Some some football. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's look back over the what is it? The past three fixtures since our, the previous podcast. Yes. Uh, after yeah, I mean it was uh, just before the Cheltenham game, wasn't it? The last podcast. So. Yeah. So the first one, Walsall nil, Cheltenham. Well, Cheltenham three, Walsall nil. Uh, that's not. I mean, let's be honest. It's not great. No. I mean. I can caveat what I'm about to say by saying that Cheltenham are a pretty decent side and they'll do well this season. But mm. Walsall had a good first half. Um, it was relatively even. They had a few decent chances. Um, they looked relatively confident after the South End loss. Um, it was it was a good first half. Second half they come out and it was just like a different team, which is we've seen too often this season. Um, they gave a poor first goal away where Liam Roberts has come out to punch it through a crowd of bodies that potentially shouldn't have come for anyway, um, mm. although that's uh, 
up to everyone's opinion. Uh, Dan Scars come to it before him and headed it backwards into his own net past past Roberts. It was a, it came from a long throw in as well. Uh, so yeah. a really poor goal to concede. Um, and then from there they they just re- crumbled really. Uh, in, they sat back, invited pressure, uh, allowed Cheltenham to have the ball, which they didn't do in the first half. Um, and Cheltenham, I mean they've had a, a sort of deflections foul to one of their players for the second. They've um, uh, Darrell was claiming the third was offside, and replays I saw it, it, it was difficult to tell, but that came from a set piece. Um, so there was a bit of luck involved in, in the Cheltenham goals, but in that second half, Cheltenham were, were worthy of winning it, regardless of what the scoreline was, um, purely because Walsall sat back and, and invited them on, and invited a team on that had played some good football this season, that at the time of the, of the game were third in the league, uh, are still up there somewhere now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was it was bizarre. Their, their their heads dropped really after the first goal. Is the way the way I saw it. Um, Dow wasn't happy afterwards, and since then he said he, he's felt that that was the only game this season where he's felt the players let themselves down after conceding that first goal because the, the game was there for them to get a result of some sorts because they they played well in the first half and it was just um, yeah it was it was just poor. But that's happened too often this season. The two two halves of football that uh, are totally unrecognisable from each other. Do you reckon that's kind of a little bit of a maybe a hangover or a follow-on from that South End game where I think everyone was expecting Walsall to go on and win that game uh, and be be quite comfortable and they weren't and then maybe just knock their confidence a bit? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could say it's never nice is it losing games. I think confidence is always going to be a factor. Um but I find that argument difficult to believe only because they played so well in that first half against Charlton. Mm. Um, you'd think that even despite going 1-0 down in the first couple of minutes of the second half, that they'd have a bit more about them, really. Um, that was the first time that, as I said, Darrell said they felt they let themselves down. It's probably the first time I, I felt that they, or this season anyway, that they'd... I think I don't know whether they bottled it. It's a, half, a harsh way of saying it, but... Um, they just sort of almost gave up in a way, and I, I said this to Darrell after. Later, yeah, I said this to Darrell after the game. They, they just seemed like their heads dropped off for the first goal, and they, um, they, they just sort of sat back. Uh, and it was yeah, it, it, it they, they never took the game by the scruff of the neck, despite going one 0 down, um, which they could have done. They should have been leading at half time anyway. So, uh, I, I suppose confidence can come into it, but having played well in the first half, you'd expect that they'd have a bit more about them really. Um, which they showed in the the next game against Newport. That's it. I mean, Newport. I mean, it didn't didn't get much easier, did it? You know, going up against a team like Newport, who we were doing obviously really well this season. Uh, but a one or draw, a solid point. Yeah, a one or draw against top of the league. They're still top of the league now. They're they're doing very well. They've got a lot of consistency in results this season. Um, and the goal was really nice. So they, 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 in, in, over the whole game, really, Walsall played well, but, but particularly first half. The, the goal was really nice. It came from Rory Holden uh, sort of running from the right wing relatively deep in, in their half, taking on two or three players, riding a couple of challenges. A nice through ball to Adebayo, who finished it nicely into the bottom corner. Um, it was relatively simple, uh, but it was nice on the eye. It was a nice goal. Um, finished well, created well. And then it's all undone in, I think it was about a minute and a half later. It was definitely less than two minutes later. Yeah. Um, just an, an awful, awful mistake. Uh, you, there's, no, there's no way of defending it. Uh, have you seen it? The, the, uh, 
the Liam Roberts mistake? Did he get a chance to watch it back? No. Uh, well, I'll try and explain it for you then. Um, 35 yards, probably. Th- free kick, dead centre. Um, it struck dead centre at Roberts. Um, it's, it's at a perfect height for him, right into his arms. Yeah. And it, as it comes into his arms, it sort of bounces off him and it goes behind him and goes over the line. Into the, so he just essentially throws it into, the, into his own net. Oh dear. Uh, really, really poor. Um, from a goalkeeper that has had a bit of criticism in recent weeks, I, 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 I've, I've, to be honest, I've defended him at times because I, I still think he's a very good goalkeeper for this level. And fans, some fans might not like to hear that, but I do think he is. Um, but he had made a few mistakes. Uh, that was a massive one. Um, and it cost them another two points in the end. Um, and then equally, I think it was within a couple of minutes of that going in that Osa Davies missed essentially an open goal from about six yards mm. um, and they have to be scoring those chances so not only is Roberts's mistake cost them points but also Davy should have scored that one um, they had other chances Newport had the, had the odd chance in the second half that they potentially could have done better with as well so in some ways the people could argue the balance on a balance of play a point was fair but I think Warsaw probably edged it for me in that game deserved the three points but that's again another story of the season drawing a game that they should have won that's it. I was just going to say. I mean, it's so frustrating for someone like Daryl Clark, who you can't manage those kind of errors, can you? You just, I mean, you've done everything right in terms of limited chances or created chances, and and they're either not taking them or going out of their way to concede them. Yeah, actually, it's something I mentioned to Daryl last night. Actually, speaking after the game, that the creating chances and scoring chances is something that can be coached it can be worked on on the training field individual mistakes it can't really be coached out of a player um, it's down to concentration and, and that was ex- exactly what i was going to say it's exactly what daryl said last night he said he'd be more worried if it was oh, no no let me rephrase that he didn't actually say that he, he said I, I basically said that you can't really coach it out of a player and he said well it's not one player i can name you five or six players that have made individual errors that have led to goals this season um, and so he can't he can't just take that one player out of the team because it's not just the one player that's doing it, it yeah. it's, it's, it's several players and he, and he said it's a concentration issue uh, that, that needs to be fixed but I, I don't know where you can go with the, the coaching on that which, which is what I put to him you, you can't coach an individual error out of a player can you I mean mindset perhaps it's, it's something you, that can be worked on but it's not. It's not a quality thing necessarily. Um, so that that's the frustration, really. Um, the, the creating and scoring chances is something they they can work on, um, and they need to do a little bit better of at the moment. Um, they've created a lot in games that they haven't scored. They created a handful of half chances last night that they could have done better with. Um, but overall, it just, yeah, wasn't good enough. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're about to ask about that game anyway. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you move on, and and then Walsall won. Stevenage won. And again, it's it's a mistake that costs Walsall, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and I, I I said this last night in the video with Nathan that I'm a I'm a fan of what Osadibi offers. Um, I do think he's a good player. Uh, I think Barrow away this season highlights perhaps his best game in a Walsall shirt. I thought he's excellent. Should have yeah. scored, hit the post. Um, and there's been other games. I mean, Mansfield away he did relatively well. Smashed the crossbar with a a volley in the last minute. I mean. Um, I think he's a good player. The last few, so he's started the last three games. I thought at Cheltenham he was ineffective. 
I, fa I thought Newport, he was improved. I thought he did okay. Um, playing in, in a in a four five one that allows him to not play on the wing and play as more of a, an attacking midfielder, really, um, and which suited him better. Yeah. Um, although he didn't, he did the same thing at Cheltenham and didn't do particularly well, but improved at Newport to say the least. Um, and then last night, uh, I, I think one or two fans felt differently that, that I've spoken to, but for me, I, I didn't think he performed. Uh, I I do think he's got talent, um, but I don't think he's taken his opportunity and starting the last three games. And with players coming back, Holden will be back from suspension for Saturday. Josh Gordon back in the mix, um, although probably won't start for the time being. Um, I do think he needs to take his next opportunity, whether that is on Saturday or not. Um, but so far, I don't think he's taken it. And yeah, the mistake was, he, I mean, it was, I believe it was from a set piece that they had. Um, he, he's picked the ball up edge of the box. There's players in and around the box opposition wise. Um, and he's sort of turned a couple of times in and out on the edge of the box. Isn't sure where to go, but then plays a very lazy back pass without even looking um, mm. and it's it's inexcusable really to be honest um, those are the ones that absolutely murder murder teams in goal yeah, cases, isn't it yeah. when you play it blind because if you if I mean 9 times out of 10 you can get away with it you know, there's no one there or no one no one you know quick enough to kind of latch onto it but it's that one time where it really does make you pay yeah exactly and, and to play it blind when following a set piece when the opposition has players in and around the box and, and you know, and you know that because you, they've just had the set piece. It, it it does baffle me a little bit, if I'm honest. I think it was I think it was very poor. Um, and I'll caveat that again by saying I do think he is a good player. I do think there is talent there. We've seen it in glimpses this season. Um, perhaps just finding his feet. But yeah, for me, it was it was disappointing. And then for Jack Rose to come in, obviously he's coming in in goal for Roberts, who made the error against Newport. Um, although Rose is he's forced into committing because of Osadibi's back pass. Yeah. For me, it's still partially an error on Rose's on Rose's part because with Pet latching onto the ball and running away from goal, he shouldn't really be going to ground there for me. He should yeah. he should be staying where he is and allowing a defender to, to jockey him or even jockey him partly yourself and then sort of backtrack to goal as quickly as you can. Um for me it was a bit of panic. Um, again, yeah, you just, forced you, you kind of bailed him out a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. He, he he's he's. I, I don't uh, I don't have a going in for committing to try and, and stopping the the opportunity, but I just think the decision making was off. Um, he he should, shouldn't have gone to ground, um, and it was a penalty. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and it was a good a good finish from former Saddlers Loney Ote, who uh, who finished it quite nicely. So um, yeah, a difficult one to take because. Again, after a first half where Warsaw played relatively well against Stevenage, who, by the way, were really poor. Um, and they only created half chances, Warsaw did. Uh, they then started the second half in the first five minutes in the worst possible way. And uh, Darrell described it as shooting themselves in the foot. And I think that's pretty accurate, really. They've, it's their own undoing again. Mm. That's it. I mean, the saving grace, of course, was, was that Josh Gordon comes on to, to, to rescue a point, doesn't he? Yeah, um, just to mention before that as well, something I mentioned in the video is that uh, there was a couple of penalty shouts. Um, Cameron Norman was involved in both. One of them, having seen the replay, it looked like to me he was bundled over, should have been a, a penalty. Still haven't seen the second one, but I know a few people have told me that he was knocked over, either going for a head or in the air or as the ball was coming down. So there was a few opportunities there where potentially Walsall could have got something. Um, 
and then eventually, just as the clock ticks into the 90th minute or 91st minute, um, Gordon is uh, sort of bundled over in the box and it's a penalty. And yeah, um, we were surprised to see him come on for half an hour considering he's coming back from injury. But Dal needed to make a change to try and get something out of the game. And um, it worked out in the end. I thought he did relatively well. Uh, good to see him back on the pitch regardless um, because the, the club have missed him. Uh, the, the team have missed him. And, and by all accounts, speaking to him after the game, he's really missed playing as well. Uh, he's one of them players, isn't he, that it, it really does hurt him not to play. Yeah, he's always he's always been very good to, to interview Josh, to be fair to him. Obviously, we had him on here, didn't we? And he's always been very good uh, with us. Uh, and he's always a pretty sort of chirpy and happy bloke. Um, but last night was... a. Uh, this is purely talking about him personally when he was like this, not obviously with the result. But um, when we were talking about him being back and, and, and recovering from the injury, etc., he was absolutely beaming ear to ear, uh, was so, so happy to be back. It was the happiest I've ever seen him. Uh, again, I'll say that, I talked about him, not about the result. He obviously wasn't happy with the draw, but um, mm. uh, he was just so glad to be back out there. Um, and uh, he had the decision to make, whether it was him or Lavery with the penalty. Lavery has uh, taken some when Josh hasn't been on the pitch. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it was sort of written in the stars, wasn't it? We, we said at the beginning of the game, if, if Josh can have a, an impact on the game, it would do my intro for the report <laughs> very nicely. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was just great to see him back. He took the, the penalty confidently. I mean, he, he hit the cross pole on the way in, but it went in uh, nonetheless. Um, and yeah, just great to um, just great to have him back. Yeah, really key player. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's take stock then. Walsall currently sit 16th. Uh, haven't won in four though. What are the expectations like now? What, I mean, They'll look at this and start the season. I think there was a lot of, you know, there there always is, you know, that optimism. Uh, can they like, you know, challenge for, you know, the playoffs? Is that is that still something that you think is doable? Well, they're, st- they're still only six points off, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Now, some fans might not like to hear it because they're obviously unhappy with where they are at the moment and the and the results recently. Um, but. Six points off the playoffs is very, very. It's it's it, it's very achievable to make that up, particularly in this league where results come from from all over the place. Um, and obviously, still plenty of football to be played. Pl- exactly, plenty, plenty of football, plenty of games to play. They're only fifteen games in, aren't they? So, um, so yeah, it's six points. I think you caveat that with a couple of games, a couple of teams that have got games in hand, but it, it would only take it to about seven, I think, maybe eight. Um, so it's it's achievable. Um, but they need to find their their feet, I think, a, a little bit quicker, um, sooner rather than later, really. And I think the emergence of Josh coming back in is going to help. Um, obviously, he's going to take a little bit of time to get back up to speed, get back into um, vying for a starting spot again. But once that does happen, uh, and, and his impact from the bench can't be um, can't be sniffed out either. That's going to be important. But when when, yeah. when that does happen. Uh, it's going to allow. I mean, they might not choose to do this, but in theory, it's going to allow them to change back to the four-two-three-one formation. Mm-hmm. That since Josh has been injured, they haven't been able to use effectively, and then since that have abandoned it essentially, gone with a four-four-two, four-five-one. Um, I mean, there's been the odd time they have used it, but it hasn't really worked without Josh in the team. Um, so with him back, that allows that to to happen again. Um, now, as I said, Daryl and, and, and the coaching staff might choose not to go back to it, but it worked very well end of last season and beginning of this season when Josh was fit. Um, and I think it's 
I think it would be the preferred formation. It allows Rory Holden to come inside. It allows him to be the the pivot in midfield, the the creative force. Um, so it's going to be. I I think it's going to be essential having him back in the starting eleven and going back to that system. Um, in terms of expectations, I don't think the expectations are going to change with the Warsaw fans um, all season. They they want to get promoted. Um, there's been a lot of discontent last uh, last few weeks over the the results. Is this squad capable of of still getting into the playoffs? Uh, at this point, I would say yes, purely because of some of the players we've got coming back. Um, I think so, there are plenty of players that aren't playing to their the standard they're capable of, um, and because yeah, I mean how close they are to the playoffs still six points, seven eight points maximum. You're looking at. You're looking at making that up. I mean, Warsaw were a club last season that went on. They they were how do I phrase this? They were a very no, that's not going to make sense. I was going to say a very runny team. That doesn't make any sense. A team that went on a lot of runs. Uh, streaky. Streaky. That's the word that's the word I'm thinking of. Runny. What am I on about? Um, they went. They had the October where they lost six in a row, um, and then they went on and won plenty of games in a row in different spells and had good performances and. At the moment, they want a bit of a run that they potentially should have had more points from, particularly the Newport game. Um, but they want a run that's obviously not as successful. But I do think this squad is capable of turning those fortunes around. Um, that's saying they can't afford to, uh, to start letting it slip. And they're now facing two teams uh, in the next two games in Tranmere and Bolton that are in uh, pretty good form. So, yeah, I mean, Tranmere... Great yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not going to be easy. But I, 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 and I agree with Daryl on this. Um, and I would, I would say if I had, if I didn't, but there are, I don't think there is that much in, in between the teams in the league two. Uh, he he did say I haven't seen a good team this season, which I don't particularly agree with. I thought um, Cambridge were pretty decent. Uh, I thought Cheltenham were good, um, but I do, yeah, I do think that even going into a game against teams that are doing well, Warsaw can get results out of it. For sure. Uh, let's go on to questions, shall we? Let's do it. First one comes from none other than Nathan Judah. Does Liam want a pair of mittens? <laughs> um, those mittens were pretty spectacular. Shocking, to say the least. Now, I mean, for those who, who are unaware of what we're talking about, uh, Judah said, I'm putting said in those little colons you do, uh, that he, he didn't have any gloves and he asked his wife at the last possible moment pack me some gloves now me personally I pack my own bag when I'm going to a game I don't need someone to pack my bag for me I agree but, but I mean each to their own his gloves or his mittens mittens by the way are just a poor decision because <laughs> for me you need fingerless gloves when you're covering a game uh, a bright yellow. What are they like? Little puppies or mice? No, I think or... it was. I think they were foxes. Foxes. Okay, but they were bright yellow, and they had like little eyes and little ears and little whiskers on. <laughs> and he he claimed that his missus packed them. I think he packed them himself. Well, I did see your reply to him to say just just own it, just own yeah, it. Yeah, just just yeah. just admit it. Just, just admit say it, yeah, yeah, these are mine. Yeah, they were pretty bad, pretty shocking. But, I, you know, I, I, I put nothing past Judah because he's turned up at a Warsaw game in a Carly Jenner hoodie before. Um, some of, some of the, the food choices, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I rocked up to Warsaw earlier this season and just brought classic ham sandwich, right? And I was complimented by none other than Tom, than Tom Hislop. 
Well, so, thankfully, someone's brought some normal food. I th- what did What did Judah bring the week before? He brought, um, I believe it was, was it Vietnamese food or something like that? Anyway, he had chopsticks. I mean, I love a bit of Vietnamese food. I love a bit of Chinese food. Any, any Southeast Asian di- dish, to be honest, I'm, I'm all for. But bringing chopsticks to a he, football He was game. sat there in the stand with chopsticks, eating out of this bowl. Uh, it wasn't like a ceramic bowl, as in like a, just like a paper one that the food came in. But he was, he was eating out of the bowl with his chopsticks. I was like, I just couldn't believe my eyes. It smelled very nice. It looked nice, but... Yeah, but I mean, just have some sense about you, man. <laughs> I normally don't even bring food to the games anymore. Is, well, I mean, you, you, do we still owe each other food? We don't. No, we don't owe each other. But we said we were going to do the that bet again at some point. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we need to do that. But obviously, it depends on you can be, you know, bothered to come to Warsaw game. Um, oh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll fit it in. Um, are we expecting you over the Christmas period at all? Or? Potentially, it could happen. Yeah, as long as um, Albion aren't playing, Shrewsbury aren't playing, Villa aren't playing, Wolves aren't playing, Telford aren't playing, uh, Market Drayton aren't playing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bilson aren't playing, Russian Olympic aren't playing. Um, <laughs> you keep on going, Wal- Wal- As long as Wolverhampton Casuals aren't playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I think you catch the drift. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, essentially, it's positive, okay. if Warsaw are the only team playing on the whole of the Black Country and Shropshire, then you'll be at the game. Yeah, probably. Oh, God, he's done him again. <laughs> Absolutely done him again. Don't, mate. I, I mean, don't make me bring back the W word, mate. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what did you make of those mittens? They weren't. Yeah, I mean, they, were, they, were... they were awful. Um, he tries to play it off. He definitely packs with himself. Um, but you know, Trudor's good value for this this kind of banter. He's good value for it. As I said, the Collie Jenner hoodie, the chopsticks at the football. He... Wait, wait until wait until preseason, mate. He'll be walking up in a Taylor Swift t-shirt. I'm assuming he's done that before then. Yep. Oh blimey! Just you know, just go, just go old-fashioned jeans and a coat. No messing around. I mean, in this in this weather as well, it was it was cold last, last night. Last night was seriously cold, and, and I've I've made a point actually of not moaning about the cold, particularly on Twitter, because fans can't go to the game, and I don't want to you know sort of feel like I'm rubbing it in at all. Um, and I thought about saying it a couple of times. I thought, no, I better not. But last night was <laughs> Mate. Baltic cold. It was so freezing. Um, I had a hole in my gloves as well. It wasn't very nice. Oh mate, grim! I brought like a, a flask of tea. I was just holding it, <laughs> just 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 sucking out all the warmth. Um, Andrew Allen, why does Daryl Clark play long ball football when we don't have the striker for that to work? In the past, we've had the likes of Romel, Parkin, Mooney, Ricketts, Cook, etc. As players that would be suited to direct football. If Daryl Clark wants to play that way, can he please sign a striker to fit? Well, uh, according to his. Um according to what he said after the game last night, that's not the way that he wanted them to play, particularly second half. Um, he, he was rather upset that the team was resulted or reverted to lumping long balls up front and, and not playing the ball on, on, on the floor. They have got um, decent enough players when the ball is on the floor, uh, and I agree that is the better way to go forward. I mean, when Wes McDonald can get on the ball and get 1v1 with the defender, he can get to the byline, get crosses in, etc., uh, Rory Holden, the goal against Newport came from him. Just a bit of skill, riding a few challenges, playing a free ball to Adebayo. So um, they are better off when the ball's on the floor. And um, although there have been too many times they've been lumping it this season, by all accounts, it's not the way Daryl wants it to go. Um, essentially, 
although he does take each game as a uh, as a, as a new project, which he, he says every time. So there there will be games where that will be the tactic. But um, yeah, it's it, it's one of them things where they for, for me it's it's the system and formation issue. I think as I've said already, they need the four two three one back, um, and and they can't really play that until Josh is back. That's it. Um, next one comes from none other than uh, Tom Marlowe. Oh, here we go. In view of your audition with Nathan Judah as Homeland's Sticky Bandits on your post-match chats, which saddless player would you cast in a classic Christmas film? For example, could Alfie be the boy in The Snowman or Sinclair play Father Christmas in a Santa Claus? I think Sinclair's an easy one. That's an easy one. Well, yeah, you've got to take that. Right. This is a tough one. I think I think Alfie Lates could be the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> I was trying to think why. I was like, oh, because he's a young player. Yeah, yeah, good bands. He's a young player. The ghost, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Uh, this is awful. I'm trying to think who could play the Grinch. But I, oh, <laughs> but I don't, I, I've got one. Liam Keane. There's no need for that. I uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to insult any of the players. I, I, you know what? I can't. I actually cannot think of any better examples than, than you've already given. Once again, you're just more creative than me when it comes to these things. I mean, who came up with the name of the podcast? Long before my time, just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, and who came up with your, your, you know, your features? You know, Luke, can you give me a name for this? Come up with one in 30 seconds. Um, Which wasn't used. <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. Actually, okay. actually, it might have been. It was used. It doesn't matter, move on. It, it was. Uh, Ron Pickering, are Scar and Norman making a John Smith advert? All they do is punt the ball to no one or into touch. Have it. Well... In that second half, particularly, they were both very guilty of that. I I, I agree. Um, first half, I thought Norman actually played pretty well. Uh, I thought him and Jules played well in the fullback position. They were getting a lot of joy because I'll keep saying it that Steamage really were poor, particularly in that first half, mm. uh, and they just couldn't make them pay. I thought Jules put a lot of really good crosses in, particularly actually, and the and the finishing wasn't there in the box to get in the right positions, having the 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 nose where the ball's going to land, and uh, it, yeah, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, they are. They have been guilty of it in other games as well as the second half in that game. And and for me particularly, Scar has been guilty of it. Um, and it, it is actually a tactic that they they employ in that they try and play it down the channel for high for Adebayo to either latch onto or chest down for a for a Rory Holden who obviously wasn't playing last night, but in in general, uh, or an Osadibi to to latch onto and uh, and play the next pass, and it. When it works, it works quite well. Um, when they're getting desperate and, and, and they're lumping it forward, it doesn't work at all. Um, and I think the players need to take a little bit of responsibility in, in, in changing it up when it doesn't work because uh, ultimately they're the ones playing. So, yeah, it's um, for me, I, I've never really liked the long balls. Um, it, it can work down the channel at times, as, as they've shown, but not often enough. So... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not exactly the most exciting football, uh, and it wasn't last night in the second half at all. I thought they were pretty poor. There you have it. Uh, Nick Efridge, do you think that lack of experience on the field is an issue? We don't seem to be able to manage a game through tough spells and lose any sort of confidence and momentum when we concede. It shouldn't be, Nick, because you look at... You look I mean, at, they've got experienced yeah, players. They've got, there, they have they? got experienced players. Players who, by now, should know better, some of them. Um, 
but I agree, the managing of the game is a problem. It's something I've actually referred to several times. Um, being able to put a 90-minute performance together. So you look at the 1-0 win against Grimsby on the opening day of the League 2 season uh, this year. Um, in the 93rd minute, Grimsby hit the post. Uh, and that came from a 15-20 minute span where they were just piling the pressure on looking for a goal in a game that Warsaw should have put chances away and managed the game better and won it comfortably. Um, that's one example of several this season where they have... I think it happened against uh, Leighton Orient at home in a 2-1 win as well where they... Orient right at the end of the game were piling the pressure on and Warsaw just weren't seeing the game out. I mean, eventually they won the game, but <laughs> making it more stressful than it needs to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it comes down to a decision-making, uh, less than experience, if I'm, if I'm honest, because you look at the squad, they've got Danny Guthrie and Stuart Sinclair are both, uh, both 33, both played at high levels. Uh, I know they're not playing as much on the field at the moment, but they are in and around the squad. Uh, James Clark is 30, played a lot of games. Um, Liam Kinsella, I know he's still what twenty four, twenty five, whatever he is now, and but he's played a lot of games. Mm. Um, they've got they've got players there who, who who've been and done it and uh, and should be helping some of the other players. Um, they, I think they've got a decent blend of experience. Actually, I think it's I think it more comes down to decision making for me. Vital Warsaw asks, why is our attack so ineffective? Confidence, formation, belief? Question mark. Yeah, for me. Um, I'll say I keep saying it. It comes down to the system and formation for me. Um, I do think they need the four-two-three-one, but that—that that is the formation where I've seen Warsaw at their best. Um, it's crazy that it's so key for just having one player in the system, well, though, isn't it? The issue is that um, without Josh there, you're forced to push um, either holding out wide, or you play Jack Nolan. Jack Nolan's only coming through; hasn't played many games. Didn't, didn't do very well in the trophy earlier this season and was left out of the squad for a while, but has come back in and done slightly better. But is he ready to start in League 2? No, uh, I'd say not. So um, so then what are the options? You've got Rory Holden, who has to be forced essentially out of position. I mean, he has played a f- some good games in in right mid and, and I do like him as a player, but he's it's obvious to everyone, including Daryl, who has said it several times that he's better in behind. Um and then when Holden was unavailable last night, they played Jake Scrimshaw out there, who had been playing out on the left the, the couple of games before that because Wes McDonald was, was being dropped for relatively poor form. So um, yeah, you've got that. That's 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 where it comes down to. They haven't got a, a, a natural right winger, um, mm. senior right winger in the squad, and it's been it's been the issue for the whole of last season and this season. Uh, Josh filled that gap well because he was able to drift inside and sort of link up with Adebayo or Lavery up, up top as well as doing the hard yards on the on the sort of tracking back on the right as well. Uh, he was able to be effective going forward as well as do the defensive duties. Um, I mean, we, I think we prefer Josh through the middle, but it does he, he, he does the job well there and and it allows, as I said, Holden to come into the middle. So yeah, without him, that that essentially scuppers that whole formation. They played it after Josh had been injured and it didn't work particularly well. Changed to four four two, which uh, was probably slightly better with the players they had available. Recently, they've been doing four five one to get Osadebi in centrally um, and Holden was still playing out wide in four four two and four five one because he's, he was the only player who could, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, they've tried Lavery out there uh, in four two three one. They've tried him on the right doesn't really work. He's not. That's not his sort of game. 
Uh, and he's, he's a hard worker, Lavery, and we'll, we'll, we'll put the running in, but it's it's not really his suit position. So, yeah, it all comes down to that for me, if I'm honest. I, I do think they need to go back to the four-two-three-one, And with that, when Josh comes back in. Interesting. And last question uh, comes from 90 million minutes from Europe. Nice. Are there any circumstances whatsoever that Clark could be sacked by Pomlet this season, in your opinion? Yeah, we spoke about it after, well, me and Nathan on this podcast last time spoke about it after the South End result, um, because fans were very, very unhappy after that game. Um, and there were some calling for him to, to go. Uh, I mean, you'll, you'll find that on social media with with any club um, after most results, to be honest. Uh, but there were some, it's undeniable. Um and I said the same. I'll say the same as I did in that podcast. That for me, um, Daryl's been backed to to do this project. Um, they like him there. Uh, they like what he's trying to do. They like him as a person. I think it would. In the only, and you've also got to think about the financial implications of sacking a manager and bringing bringing another one in at a time when it's um, money's hard to come by for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't think he would go anywhere unless it were, it came to the point where Warsaw were really struggling down there with your like the likes of your South End, Stevenage towards the bottom end of the table. I think if, if I think if it became a genuine possibility that they were in the relegation battle uh, and the results didn't get any better, I um, then 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 I would think then that that would happen. But for me, uh, unless, even if it is mid table. This season, bear in mind it's still six points off the the playoffs. I caveat that every time by saying there is they are still in the mix, so to speak. Um, but if it if it got down to that that negative uh, and they were down there fighting um, and it, and the results didn't improve while they were fighting down there, then I think potentially it could happen. But that's all ifs, buts, and maybes. It's a it's a long way off that happening. There's a lot of football to play. There's a lot of points to play for. Um, and I and I I will stick by saying this unless I'm proved otherwise in the, in the upcoming months. I do think the squad has got enough in it to do better than what they are doing. Um, I think Wes McDonald is not on his game at the moment. He was slightly better last night. In all fairness to him, um, and I, I like him as a as a player and as a person. But I have to be honest, and I, he hasn't played well this season. Mm. Um, I think you want Rory Holden in the middle to get the best out of him. Um, Elijah has done; he's had a solid start to the season, but there's room for improvement. Um, Lavery's been dropped the last few games; needs to do better. Um, I th- obviously, you want Josh is coming back. I think Osadebi can do better than this. He's shown it in some games, so I think there is room for improvement in the squad that's currently available. Um, and and with that. Um, and with that, there is hope still. So, um, so yeah, I, for me, I don't think he, he's going anywhere. Um, and he also, as much as fans call for someone to go, and they don't like, they don't like the tactics, they don't like what he says after games or whatever it is. Uh, you also have to think about the implications of a manager going. Now, teams very often have had bounces and come back and done very well. Look at Mansfield now; they're doing a lot better now that they've changed manager. Um, yeah. But. At the same time, it can go in the opposite direction, can't it? It's a risk, and it's got to be a calculated risk if the club are going to take it. And at the moment, I wouldn't say it's it's on their minds, at least for the time being. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with everything you, you just said, really. Um, right then, quickly talk about Tranmere. Um, as we said, they're in great form, aren't they? Proper yes. Proper informed team. 
And then, would you make? It, I mean, would you make changes? Well, I was, if I don't just quickly before that, I was going to say they're a team that has changed manager and it's worked for them. Yeah. yeah. Now that's not me saying that I think Daryl should be sacked. That's me saying that it can go either way. It, it really, it really can. So just, just to ca- just to mention that in there as well that Tranmere are a team who made the change and at the moment at least it's working. Um, so I think fans look at that and that's where that's where it comes from. They they. That that's where the the cause for change comes from because they look at teams doing well having made the change. But there's there's, there's examples of teams that have equally done as poorly uh, after making the change. Um, so it, it comes down to quality in the team as well. And I do think Walsall have got enough quality to do reasonably well this season. So yeah, yeah. I'll just mention that. But yeah, um, in terms of changes, um, you've got to look at who's available, uh, who's fit. Holden's going to come back in. You'd imagine he'd play. Um, Scrimshaw's an interesting one for me because he I saw a couple of people moaning about him um, and I saw one person say that they he goes in the list of worst players I've ever seen in a Warsaw shirt um, I mean there's, I thought, there's criticism and then there's yeah, I, taking it a step too far I, if I'm honest I thought that was a bit harsh I, I think if, last night I didn't think he actually played particularly well he wasn't particularly bad, but he wasn't particularly uh, he wasn't particularly effective. Um, but there have been other games. Newport, I thought he played well. Cheltenham Ch- in a decent first half. Um, he's he's shown glimpses in games. He's been given the chance. He's been playing out of position out wide, and I think he, there's been a lot of faith shown in him to to do that. Um, for me, I would probably rest him for Tranmere, get Holden back in, um, and potentially. Rest Osadibi as well and, and, and play Lavery. Potentially go to four four two. This is with the assumption that Gordon isn't going to be available to start, which is what Daryl has essentially essentially said that he's going to need a bit of time to to get back up to speed. Um, mm. Daryl sometimes likes to uh, doesn't like to give much away when it comes to to teams, and he very well might uh, <laughs> might start. I think it's unlikely. That's it. He might he might be telling you that to to get keep people yeah, guessing. It, it's possible, but if I'm honest, I think you. you it's unlikely because coming back from an injury like that, you've got to be careful, haven't you? So, yeah. um, I mean, if Gordon is available to start and ready and raring to go, then yeah, by all means, play him four two three one, go for it, um, hold him back in, etc. But for me, um, with the assumption that he's going to be on the bench, I think you go four four two. I think um, play Holden that wide. Where's the other side? Elijah and uh, and uh, Lavery up top, because then you've got. Scrimshaw and Gordon as options from the bench. I think, um, yeah, I think that I think that'd be a good way to go. Um, yeah, Tramia are in is is very very good form. They are uh, what for last? I think they won five in a row now, haven't they? Yeah, five in a row. Yeah, um, and they one nil the other night uh, against uh, Oldham away at Oldham as well. So, um, most of their games have been relatively tight. I mean, they beat Carlisle one nil. Carlisle and North Ennis have actually had a good season so far, um, but they smashed Grimsby five nil. They beat Port Vale four three in a tight game. Um, Port Vale, by the way, dropping like a rock. I know, I know. They had a, they had a good, well, relatively good start to the season, and then last few weeks they really dropped off. I was surprised. Um, they've got a decent side as well. I thought they'd be a decent manager. I thought they'd do better than that, really. But, um, but I mean, Tramier. You look at their team on paper; it's a pretty decent side, isn't it? Um, they've got Jay Spearing in midfield. I think he'd arguably get into some League One teams still. Obviously, he was there with Blackpool, wasn't he, before he joined uh, Tranmere. Um, mm. You've got Vaughan up top, who's a good player. Uh, a, a couple of former um, 
Salah's names as well. Kieran Morris is there. Um, what's the other lad? I'm trying to think his name. There's another striker. I can't remember, I can't remember his name for some reason. Anyway, there's a couple familiar faces. But um, they they play a similar system, I believe, to Stevenage as well in the sort of 4-1, 2-1-2 sort of diamond in midfield uh, formation. So it'd be interesting how, uh, how Wassel, if they make any changes from the Stevenage game in tackling in tackling Tranmere. But it's not going to be easy by any means. They're, they're flying at the moment, Tranmere. Um, they're getting some good results, got a good team on paper, and they are going to have 2,000 fans, as we've already said. It's going to be a boost for them. But I think, as I said already as well, I think Warsaw can use that as a boost to their own advantage. Hopefully. <laughs> I say I everything mean, in hope. That's it, that's it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting one. What, what would be your prediction? I hate to say it, but I think it's. I would like to say another draw, and I don't. Yeah. I don't want. There'll be ten draws in the league if if if, if that's the case in like sixteen games, uh, if they do get a draw. But I think, obviously, they, they're going to be going there with the idea of winning the game. But I think with the former Tranmere in, I think you've come away from a point. It's probably a pretty decent point. Um, there have been a few decent points away from home this season. I think. Bradford away was a, a decent point. Uh, Mansfield away was a decent point, even though they could have won it in the end and Mansfield weren't doing particularly well at the time. Um, but it's... And, and this would be a decent point if they got a point away at Tranmere. The problem yeah. is they haven't got the wins against the likes of Southend and Stevenage to back up a decent point away at Tranmere, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. If they had those wins under their belt, they could, they could come away with a point at Tranmere and think, right, that's a, that's a pretty decent afternoon's work. Um, because they haven't got those wins, the pressure's on now to get, try and get three points, and um, and they've got to go there with that mindset. It's uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with a score draw. I'll go on no two two, high scoring affair. I'll take that. By the way, um, Morgan Ferrier and uh, Ferrier and uh, Corey Blackett Taylor both. Form. There we go. I forgot about Ferrier, but I was th- I was thinking of Blackett Taylor. Who was, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, he actually had scored a few recently. But looking here, because I've just had a. Just picked up. He wasn't in their squad uh, Tuesday night. Black, no. Blackett Taylor. Um, nor was. Nor was Ferrier. Nor was Ferrier. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to check if there's injuries there. Uh, there very well might be, but um, yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've got some. They've got a decent squad there, and they've got some decent names. So um, they'll be they'll be wanting to be right up there. You'd say, Chamber. Um, and then similar with, with Bolton, we had a, a tricky start to the, the season. Have now had a, had a resurgence, won their last four in a row. Yeah. Um, they've got them the following week. So these uh, these games that a few weeks ago looked like, when we looked ahead to them, looked like games against teams that were struggling and now coming up against teams that are banging form. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Warsaw tend to, tend to surprise people and tend to... Uh, <laughs> tempted to perform better against uh, against the teams perhaps they're not predicted to get points against so we'll have to see well fingers crossed they can do it Liam enjoy enjoy the trip yes I will up to Merseyside my old stomping ground I was uh, yeah. I went to university in Liverpool uh, a wonderful wonderful city although we are going to be in Birkenhead which is slightly less wonderful I'm sorry oh. I'm sorry to those but I've, I've got a couple of mates who live in Birkenhead so I'm allowed to say that I think sorry to anyone who uh, might be offended yeah, not a problem. I'm sure. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they'll be able to hack it, mate. Uh, right. Unless you've got anything else to add, mate, that does us for an episode. No, it was a pleasure to have you back on board, Mr. Hatfield. Um, I'll see you again in May. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> June. Um, <laughs> end of the no, end of the season, Polly. Yeah. Yeah, a pleasure as always, mate. A pleasure as always. Uh, right, that does a send uh, from me, from Liam. A bond farewell. Thank you very much. <laughs>